This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we review the Jason Statham action flick, The Beekeeper. Plus, Star Wars announces a new Mandalorian movie. We almost had a very different Princess Leia. The Madam Web timeline is all screwy. Is the DCU already in trouble? Reacher season two finale reaction and more all in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Sunday, January 21st, 2024. <laughs> you know who this is and you know why you're here. You want all the latest comic book and superhero TV and movie news. And by God, you found it. Forget everything else out there. Forget all the Scientology bullshit. This is the real deal. This is the real deal. Worship at the feet of the holy trio of geekdom. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Play it. Check. Check one. All right. This is Roy Fans out there. Let's give it up. Hello, listener. What is happening? Thanks for pressing play, and welcome to the Jock and Nerd Podcast, where we give you comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Jock and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. And he's the Nerd. And joining us, this fella is unbelievably funny. <laughs> the internet's all a buzz about him. And, well, his slack hole is filled with honey. It's rugby. I mean, rug boy. Hi, rugs. Rugby, as they all call me. He's Irish. I'm named after the sport where people just throw, beat the shit out of each other after they throw a ball at each other. So. How many B puns can we include in this episode? That is the game, fellas. Rugby. Don't be kicking that <laughs> hornet's nest over there. That's such a like inside joke, because when we first started podcasting, there was like this... Dude that used to call me rugby, never couldn't get my name right. He was hilarious, British dude. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. He'd guy. be like rugby, I, you're brilliant. I just have to tell you, you're brilliant rugby. And uh, <laughs> we were like, it's rug boy, and he just he was too drunk to care. But it was great. It was on the blab, the right? old blab days when yeah. just it was chaos. And it was like we did a stream basically. Yeah. Well, and like yeah, people do it now, but we were doing it in 2016, and then we were like, you know what, that's enough. It's too much work. It's a lot of work. <laughs> I think we had like 1,000 people watching us at one that point. That one night, we, we stayed, I was on for like five hours. We had 1,000 viewers come and go. It was a big celebration. And then the whole yeah. platform shut down, and now it's easy to do. It doesn't exist anymore. Well, Twitch exists now, but yeah. we didn't want to even do that. Unless you want to pump it up. It is a lot of work. This is a lot easier just to fucking spit, burp out some audio. There's, only, there's, only, <laughs> there's a lot of inside jokes going on right now. You might hear Holy. some burping. Anyways, look, we got some <laughs> geek news. We got a fun movie to review? Question mark. Let's get into it. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, I wanted to start talking about Star Wars. Anthony's favorite thing. My favorite thing. The Star Wars, because it's a little bit of a mess over there at Lucasfilm with the Disney and the Kathleen Kennedy and the Things coming out, sure, we've gotten great things like Andor, and we are expecting further things like the Acolyte show and the Skeleton Crew show. And actually, Andor season two, I believe, has finished wrapped shooting. It should be out uh, late this year, early next year. I'm excited for that. But on the big screen, it's a fucking mess. They've got these, uh, they have a date next year and a following year, just untitled. They're just holding a date as for a Star Wars movie. And we've heard, remember, 
Rogue Squadron at one point. <laughs> Patty Jenkins. Yes. Remember, there was a whole thing. She came out of an X-Wing, and she's like, oh, I grew up around fighter pilots my whole life. I can't wait to make this movie. That's never getting made. Uh, and you have uh, uh, Taika Waititi apparently is attached to a movie. Uh, Sean Levy is going to make a Star Wars movie. Uh, James Mangold is going to make a Star Wars movie. And the most recent thing, they said the next thing coming out was this Ray movie. Uh, with Daisy Ridley set in the future, 15 years past the tr- sequel trilogy, directed by Charmin Obeyed Chinoy, who did Miss Marvel. But then two weeks ago, they're like, no, 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 no. Here's the next movie. It's going to be a movie called The Mandalorian and Grogu, directed by John Favreau. Oh, shit. And apparently co written by Favreau and Filoni. This movie is going into production later this year. This will be the next. Star Wars movie, and I have I'm geeked by this, yeah, geek boner. But I have many questions. Is this instead of season four? If the movie is very successful, do they not make any more TV shows? That's a good question. Are people gonna do the homework and watch three seasons of Mando and a shitty season of Boba Fett to catch up? Is this a big enough character now to put butts in the seats? Mm-hmm. You don't need to explain. Mando and Grogu, if they're just doing an adventure together, you could just kind of, I mean, if you want their backstories, you could watch this stuff. But like, we never knew anything about Han Solo in the first Star Wars. He just showed up. There's a way to set up a character. So you can do it, but you might, it might make you go back and watch the Mandalorian if you really like that movie. Sure, and then you have to write it in a way that it doesn't alienate people who haven't seen any of that shit. And they're like, kind of like when Serenity came out after Firefly. Oh, sure, yeah. And you didn't really have to watch the show to get that movie. They just explained everything again. No, it just makes the movie better. Yeah, if you do know, Anthony, we forced you to watch all this shit. This character, uh, yeah, Pedro Pascal, maybe in the suit or not, or just doing voiceover, making the jump to the big screen with lovable little Grogu, the cutest fucking thing they've made in a long time. Would the, well, how do you feel about this? Would this make you go see the movie, or are you just are you cool with the Mando being on just a TV show? I mean, I wouldn't go see the movie unless well, you guys made me. We to would do make it, you regardless. But I feel like this is probably the safest thing they can do. That's a good word. Yeah, you know, because I think I think Mando and Grogu have hit pretty well for the, the population. Hits a lot of things in terms of, and Grogu is very kid friendly. Mando is a show that's done pretty well. Out of all the ideas, you know, this one's actually something that has proven to be something that people have enjoyed on TV. So, I, I think safe is the right word. I think this is the safest route they can go in terms of uh, the next Star Wars movie. I mean, that makes a lot of sense because what do they need? They need something they know is going to be a you know a no brainer. They need something. That they can kind of safely bank is going to be a hit because all the other shit is just all over the place. Uh, and all and you know what else is funny? All these titles of Star Wars things they've just turned into like the name of the character that's in the show. What happened to the? T- it's just like Andor, Ahsoka, Obi Wan, yeah, The Mandalorian. What happened to like Star Wars something? Well, and it's interesting. It's not a trilogy, but this is the first movie with this much momentum since Rise of Skywalker in 2019 which is kind of crazy. Uh, Rugs, does this make you excited for Star Wars then, or is this is just they know this is going to be a hit? It all depends on how they handle it, because I like the characters. 
I feel like John Favreau understands what he's doing. And I think Filoni, for the most part, understands what he's doing. So I feel like it's a good starting point, a safe starting point. Are they, how are they going to make this feel like a real big adventure film that's really like got everything that you need in it? They got up it like a hundred percent because if it's just like, if it's just like an extra long episode that they, like, let's say they tripled the budget for like their episode and and, uh, they made like, you know, like a hundred million dollar movie or something. That would make sense. That would be, that would make sense. And it would, and it'd probably turn a profit. Yeah. The question is the budget of this movie, right? You don't want to take, too big of a gamble. All these budgets have been getting increasingly bigger and bigger for no reason. I don't reason. think any more than 120 million. Yeah, whatever you would have spent on a season, it should be around there and put it to good use. Maybe use the volume less. Maybe shoot on location more if that's cheaper. But it doesn't. These budgets got to come down. They're trying to cost cut and save. And Pedro Pascal, man, I think they had to like reschedule Fantastic Four filming production. He is fucking busy now. If they're going to do this, he's in Gladiator 2. He's in The Last of Us Season 2. He's going to be, it's pretty locked in. He's going to be Reed Richards. I'm expecting that announcement any day now. The fantastic forecast. And then, if the movie does well, do you not make the, the TV show anymore? Oh, no. You don't go back and do a TV right? show. Right, because now you got the movie monies. Right. You got box office monies. I'm excited. I think it's a great character that people... Uh, can get behind and really he doesn't even need to show his face he could just fucking record his dialogue i I think um in terms of the movie it being a movie i think it might actually be better for the this this yes character because a lot of the episodes of mandalorian are adventure of the week you know old school serialized television yeah and they don't really a lot of them don't really lead to the larger narrative so if you just cut that out and then just have the overall narrative i think there's a, there's a, I think it'll help in terms of keeping them focused rather than trying to spread everything out over eight, nine, whatever, how many episodes they've been. Do you want to speculate on what it could be? Oh God, that's you guys. I don't even, well, know. I don't even remember what happened at the where, end of season three. Yeah. Where did we leave off with them? They were kind of side characters, but well, I think they were trying, they went into Mandalore. Yeah. They regained Mandalore. What's her and name? And then they had this big fight with uh, Moff Gideon. And, his, and they, they destroyed all of his clone troopers or whatever. Whatever he was making. That's right. Super, the dark super troopers. troopers. That was dope. I kind of like that. Yeah. I remember and then that. he hands over the blade to. Uh, to Bo-Katan. He, and then she, it, it breaks. Oh, that's right. So that's broken. And then didn't uh, Grogu bathe in the waters also? Isn't he official? Yeah. And they both become official. like full fledged. Yeah. Uh, Mandalorians they bathed in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Of Lake Minnetonka, like yeah, prince. they did that. <laughs> Wasn't purple though. So you give them an adventure. That's the thing. Do you keep it a small scale, or do you kind of make it bigger to make it a little more epic? I like you know, like an Indiana Jones slash Western type story with these two uh, outlaws. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna form a team. They're gonna have like an ensemble cast. That could be good too. That's what they're gonna do. That could be good too, and it is the most interesting and most concrete thing that in the movies for Star Wars that they have announced recently. The other stuff is still like really vague. So they have a date scheduled for May 2026, another movie for December 2026, and a third movie on December 2027. 
Nobody knows what movies those are. Didn't they tease Darth Maul at some point? In no, oh, in no. at the end of Solo. Oh, at the end of Solo. Remember, mm-hmm. he's in there. Yeah, in the, at Solo the end of Solo. Movie. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but that was like before. After it's all confusing. Plus, so that would be that could be another movie level villain right there. So on the plus side, it's not a Skywalker based story, but on the con side, it's still kind of trapped in the past of the Star Wars storylines, right? That's kind of like, and it's a great time after Return of the Jedi before the uh, Force Awakens. Like, I do want to know what happened. There's a lot you could do there. I feel like it's going to be Ahsoka, the Mando. Oh, yeah, you got Ahsoka. Grogu yeah. and uh, the other one, Bo-Katan. That'd be awesome. And then they're going to be a little crew, maybe with some droid or something. You could, got a droid in there? You, yeah, you we got a put, droid. You could put Ezra Bridger in there, maybe, also? We have Ezra yeah. now? Sure. He's a Jedi? And then, I don't know. And then the other the other chick, she's also a Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sabine Wren. That's right. She's great. Uh, yeah, so could be good. Listener, You let us know what you think. Join the conversation. Join our Facebook group. It's called Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd! It's a closed, exclusive group just for you. I got a couple more Star Wars things. Rugs, did you know we almost had a very different Princess Leia in the in the first Star Wars movie? Jodie Foster, is that the one? Yes. She was promoting the new season of True Detective on Jimmy Fallon, and he asked her, is it true that you were offered the role of Princess Leia? And she said yes. She was 13 at the time and was in under contract doing this Disney movie and did not want to leave the Disney movie. She had a conflict, so she passed. Uh, and then I went to Carrie Fisher. Mm-hmm. So Carrie Fisher was 19 when they started shooting uh, Star Wars. Uh, Jodie Foster would have been like 13 or 14 if they started. So it would have been a much younger Princess Leia, which really wouldn't have worked because like Luke kisses her and Han wants to bang her. It's all very strange. It would have changed the whole yeah. It would have changed the whole story would have been different. It would have yeah. changed everything. Like Right. You'd have to do like a young girl. I don't think princess. she would have stuck around for the whole thing though, Jodie Foster. I think she'd be like, I'm out of this shit. Yeah. What year was I don't uh, think that's what she's about. What year I, was uh, the first Star Wars? Nineteen seventy seven. Oh. Yeah. So say she did taxi driver instead. Well, that's what blew her up, and she got big because of that. Uh, and so maybe it, if she does a Star Wars, she doesn't get Taxi Driver. Because really, if you think about, and it's like, think about like uh, Daisy Ridley and the new cast and the old cast, all of them outside of Harrison Ford, who really had uh, like a huge career out of those Star Wars movies. Mark Hamill didn't do shit afterwards. He's the Joker. He did get the Joker, but Carrie Fisher did He's a, a voice bit. actor more, more than right. anything. Yeah. I feel like, and Daisy Ridley, we're going to talk about in a second, I think. You get locked into these roles, and it pre- presents a problem trying to get other roles. It's really hard to break out a typecast. Well, Poe Dameron has no problems. Oh, yes. Uh, but where's John Boyega? <laughs> what, has yeah. da- Daisy Ridley hasn't done anything, really, of note since those Star Wars movies, which are, you know, five years ago now. So, I don't know. I guess if you want to get pigeonholed, if you do, you just got to embrace it. Well, look, you're lucky to have a career, period. Yeah, on the other hand, yes, you're part of like some people are just on law and order and that's it. And like these like, or these like network lives. shows. Yeah, yeah, they're just like on that's that's as far as they're ever going to go. Right. The fact that you're on like the highest profile, biggest company fucking 
you, you, they've they've licensed your face yeah for figures and stuff yeah. and you're probably getting residuals hopefully from that i don't know because every time i think people are making money i always hear that they're getting fucked but <laughs> that's only if but you're i'm artist. hoping they don't yeah fuck with yeah <laughs> only if you created the thing that's yeah. all yeah yeah but um i feel like i would rather be i would rather be a giant uh franchise person for like 10 years then and then be some obscure like working at like actor yeah like forever sure sure like steven is- steve buscemi yeah who is one who got one of those guys that play used to play in both realms yeah or samuel jackson yeah, too character. he was like a journeyman actor you know yeah. and then all of a sudden blew up and now he's in fucking he's fucking nick fury he doesn't he he ain't gonna stop being nick fury yeah never he's gonna ride that shit out yeah, as long as they can de-age his face. He's, he's yeah, there. Yeah, he don't care. <laughs> uh, and then the final Star Wars thing is about, I don't know, Rugs, if you heard about, it's not really controversy about this Ray movie and director, Charmin Obeyed Chinoy, uh, and this, uh, the Daisy Ridley Ray movie. Have you heard anything? Yeah, I've heard that, she, you know, there she said some things she likes to make men uncomfortable, but... Name a woman who does well, it. Well, so uh, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's like big deal. Uh, women like to say that shit to pump themselves up, you know, like woo. And um, but I think like why do you like why do you like imagine a man saying that? Just, <laughs> you know, it's just a weird thing to say. Well, anyhow, yeah. But um, that whole quote is out of context. Here's the whole the controversy started. A little bit before they announced this Mandalorian movie, and then people are like, "Oh, are they delaying this Ray movie? Is it indefinitely delayed?" And apparently, it's not. Stephen S. Well, give me the context. I'm now. I'm curious. Stephen S. Knight is still writing this movie. It's very much still in progress. So, Charmina Bechinoy, who, if you don't know, she is Pakistani Canadian filmmaker. She's an activist filmmaker, uh, and Ugh. she, right. <laughs> she, that's what she's done. Most of her movies are like. These activist movies highlighting the plight of women and the and the injustice, but then she it also, depends on what it's about. She, yeah, some some action. She also uh, she also directed a couple episodes of Miss Marvel. In an interview earlier this year, she said she's thrilled about Star Wars, and she said, "quote It's about time that we had a woman come forward to shape a story in a galaxy far, far away." No, oh, that never happened. That, oh no, they haven't had like a female director on a Star Wars movie. All right, that, oh, and that's okay. okay. All right. I, Okay. That's fine. Now, someone took that clip and took another clip from a video where she says, I like to make men uncomfortable. I enjoy making men uncomfortable. It's important to be able to look in the eyes of a man and say, I am here and recognize that and recognize that I am working to bring something that makes you uncomfortable. And it should make you uncomfortable because you need to change your attitude. This quote is from an article from 2015. It has, she wasn't even talking about Star Wars. So this in the TikTok, they clipped all this together. Like she, they gave she said this thing about Star Wars and said this. People got all mad, uh, but it's, well, it's I, okay. Fine, that's that's completely fine. But I still think it's a dumb thing to say. But um, it's out of uh, context. Hey, I sometimes uh, understood, understood. So she said a long time ago, nothing to do with Star Wars. Got it. But the fact that she thinks didn't they hire Kathleen uh, Kathleen Kennedy's running the company, so she's shaping the stories. Yeah, Patty Jenkins was number one. Make a movie, Patty Jenkins she, got hired. It's yeah. not like about time. It's been time. It just yeah. for whatever reason didn't work out. But 
Um, and also, there's isn't there like a bunch of female directors on all of the freaking on the shows? Yes, there's a lot. Yeah, on, on the, the shows, which shows. are basically yeah. you know high profile things. It's not right. like they're you know. Yeah. Whatever. So I think that that's like, you know, another pat, patting yourself on the back for something. It's like when, um, who was that that said that it's about, uh, like, Hunger Games was the first time that there was a female hero oh, or something? Right. Which is no. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, that's not right. But, um, Whatever it's in, whatever it's just people. This is what happens. Yeah, it is. This is this is social this is, media. This is the way it is now. Yeah, people well, just fucking sides, right. Like yeah, yeah. They just grab shit. They put it together yeah. to get everybody hyped up. You got you got the you, one you, side. You, you get mis misrepresenting what she said and clipping yep. it together. Then you got the other side being her and people of her ilk that want to dr- over dramatic, oh, be melodramatic about every fucking thing that happens in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's quite annoying. Oh my god, it's the first time. It's the first time a woman took a shit on Star Wars <laughs> set. No one's ever been no brave enough to, able to take a shit like this. <laughs> and usually, I'm one of those guys, right? But it's even tired the fuck out of me. Like I'm just like, you know what? Nobody cares. Why? So what? Just make the movie. Make it just if, make as long a as good, it's good movie. Just, yeah, it'll be better. It'll be more of an accomplishment if you make a good movie. How about that? Now, as far as this, will this movie be good? Do you want to see a story about Ray 15 years in the future after she goes, I'm Ray, Ray Skywalker. She makes up a fucking last name. Look, you can make a movie good about anything, really, if you do it right. Sure. And I'd, I'd like to see a good movie. I don't care what it, really what it's about as long as it's good. No, right? that is that is that's facts. No cap right there. Just need a yeah, good movie. I, I agree with everybody with rugs. I mean, I don't care about star wars at all but yeah you know no one would have thought you could make a good godzilla movie godzilla yeah. movie no one would have thought you could have made a good movie about johnny from fucking uh cobra kai like a good nobody tv thought, show about yeah that. or good anything yeah beekeepers but we'll find right, out well, what we'll just talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah speaking of let's move on speaking they were right there's a great segue speaking of making a good movie uh, I want to talk about this year's most anticipated superhero movie. Of course, I'm talking about Madam Web. Oh, it's coming out <laughs> February 14th. This is your Valentine's Day date movie, people. Get your tickets, get your chocolates, get your flowers. I think we said on the, well, I made the joke on the Discord, on the Discord. but this is basically where if you wanted to take your girl, you just tell them that this is like the new Fifty Shades of Grey sequel. You want to go see a Dakota Johnson movie? Mm, yeah. Sexy. Yeah. It's 51 shades of. of you want to hear her oh. say her lines in the most deadpan, <laughs> non inflected way? I learned something that was going to change my world. He was, he was with my mom and she was in the Amazon yeah. researching spiders before she died. Like, she literally has no change in her voice. She sounds like AI. Yeah, it does. It sounds like a cut-together AI audio. Anyways, <laughs> there's some interesting Jeff Snyder. I got a couple of Jeff Snyder takes coming up here from the hot mic. Uh-oh. John Roca. He had to. He's like, I got something about Madam Web. He said that because uh, we all thought it's hard to tell watching the trailers when the movie is set. Right. And apparently it was supposed to be set in the 90s. And, right. and that was because. Maybe Sony thought Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was going to be involved. He was originally supposed to be in this continuity of this Sony Spider-Man verse movies. But then they decided to pivot to Tom Holland's Spider-Man, 
even because the contract's still up in the air. They, you know, they could do whatever. We've never seen e- any Spider-Man in these movies. So they had to do a bunch of reshoots to remove all the 90s references from the movie so that now the timelines match up. And I don't know if somebody fucked up or like, are you reshooting things just to change clothes? Because the clothes look too 90s. This seems like a waste of money for this movie that's going to bomb and can't be any good. The director said the movie is in a standalone world. <laughs> and also, the runtime has been reported as being one hour, 56 minutes, the longest one of these Sony Marvel movies yet. Seems, seems a little aggressive. Seems a little long, but there's like four spider people in this or five or whatever the fuck. So, uh, having said all that, what do you think? Is this going to be a mess? This can't be good. I don't even really like Madam Web in the comics. Real, so. It's true. I didn't get into like her younger version. <laughs> it's not version. like, ooh, a new Madam Web uh, issue of Spider-Man. I can't wait to see what happens. I like Je- I've never said that ever. Jessica Drew, Spider, Spider-Woman is great, but she's not in this. You got Look, all these there's, a, there's a lot of attractive uh, Spider-Women in here. Yeah. And that's all right. Sydney Sweeney's uh, hot right it, now. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of attractive Spider-Women, and that might be enough for me to be like, yeah, I'll check it out. But... Uh, as I said, uh, Dakota Johnson's acting, she's got, you know, it's, it's not that great. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I just, she's not really, she's not really like, uh, pulling me into this in, in the trailer. You know, I feel like, yeah, there's, there's not a, I don't have a connection there. She's on uh Saturday night live next week. I think she's hosting and I don't think that's going to be funny. Anthony, is Sidney Sweeney enough to make you go, we're forcing everyone to see this movie, really. I don't think any of us would go watch this <laughs> no, if we yeah. didn't have to. Who's Sidney Sweeney? I don't even know who that is. Sid- that the- oh, look her up. The- she's uh, she's recently in that comedy um, with Glenn Powell. She's been in... Uh, is she on. in the movie? Is that She is in the movie. She's one of the spider oh, she is very good. She is a good-looking chick. Um, yeah, no, I mean, there's nothing... Yeah, I, I like comic book movies. I feel like I, I enjoy a lot of them, and I would see them. If it wasn't for this show, there's no way I'd see this movie. There's no, <laughs> there's no way that you could bet you could bet everything. This movie's gonna be bad. Yeah, me too. There, there's it's like gonna there's be no Morbius. Okay, is it gonna be worse than Morbius? Is it gonna be Venom bad? Or I think Morbius this is the worst bad? one. This is I can already. I think this is going to be the worst one they've released. Because we're still getting a Venom three and a Craven the Hunter movie. Which those could be worse, could be better. This possibly, I think, also agree, maybe the worst one. Um, and Dakota Johnson is the daughter of Don Johnson, Melanie Griffith, two decent actors. What happened? Did they, did you skip a fucking? I don't know. Skip I mean, the Nepo, Nepo babies. That's what yeah. you got. You just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, she could be a great actress. I've never seen anything she was in. I haven't seen any of the Shades of Grays or any of those. She's yeah, she's in the Peanut Butter Falcon and Catch Out Real Smooth and Bad Times at the El Royale. I don't know yeah, all the just 50 never shapes. seen any of those. Movies. Seen this is just a bad. It's just a bad idea. A bad th- bad idea to release. This. Well, if it had Spider Man in it, then I don't even know. Like you don't need this movie if you have Spider Man. But they're shoehorning spiders as, as like a spider researcher and the. Costumes have spiders on them. When they even put a spider on Venom, and because you can't shoehorn a spider, it would make no sense. It's so confusing. And Ben and Uncle Ben, a young Uncle Ben, what the fuck? Uh, that's why I got to see this movie. What the fuck <laughs> is this? Is there going to be time travel? Are they going to try to stop Peter from being bored? What is happening? <laughs> the other funny thing on the Discord is we all propose we should just all go see the movie and do a live 
podcast from the theater and call it oh, what Jesus. rugs what the fuck is happening what the fuck is happening right now oh, shit. i yes. think that would be hilarious i don't think we'd be bothering anyone in the theater because there ain't gonna be anybody in the fucking theater but that would be funny what because it's i would like uh at least minimum to just have a report of how many people are sitting, the exact number of people that went out to see this opening day. And it comes out, yeah, it's a Wednesday <laughs> release, too. So it's a weird middle of the week well, release. Well, when's Valentine's Day? Wednesday? That's the 14th. Yeah, I think it's the Wednesday. I love, so that, then, I love that they've timed it with Valentine's Day. Well, it worked for Deadpool. Deadpool, the first one came out on Valentine's Day. It was fucking huge. It was a big hit. I don't know what they're yeah, thinking with this. Know, yeah, but is there a love story in this even? Oh, that is a good question. No, I don't. I don't know. They did a market one. So, yeah, she's just trying to save these people. Maybe that's a thing. Maybe I've never heard of taking your significant other to a, val- to a movie on Valentine's Day. The Bob Marley movie also comes out that day with Kingsley Bandier. That movie looks fucking great, by the way. I would take my wife to see that. She loves Bob Marley. Also, no. I go to that one first. That I tried to. Talk a girl into going to see Daredevil on on Valentine's oh, no. Day. How'd that go over? Yeah, it did not happen. No. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> That's like, a big Daredevil. Fuck up right there. Like, yeah, Jennifer Garner's in it. You got hot you Ben know? Affleck to look at. No, nothing. Okay, Ben Affleck. You know, you know, Affleck. And they're like Jiggly. Is that the Jiggly guy? Yeah, the Jiggly. Yeah, that was what he was known for. The fucking disaster. Can you believe those two are married again now? It's kind of wild. I know. No, it's all, it's all comes full circle. I know. It's and crazy. Ben Affleck was. I'm going to correct. Ben Affleck was not known for the Geely movie. Come on. No, no, he, he was in Armageddon. <laughs> he yes. Well, and was like, he in Armageddon? Uh, no, that wasn't him. That was the other guy that looks like him. Was it? No, he, no, he was in Armageddon. Oh, he was in Armageddon. Yes, but then he was in like all the Kevin Smith movies. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he did that, and like for him to be married to both Jennifers at some he's point, had, he's had quite a run. Man. In terms of uh, that's women. crazy that he was married to J Lo yeah. and then not married to J Lo yeah. and then got reconnected with J Lo yeah. yeah. and wasn't in Jennifer 50s. Garner like in between that yeah he, yeah he was man that's a pretty good roster tell you what yeah he's he's done it he <laughs> he, he, he dated I'm looking at his thing now he dated uh, he's also dated Gwyneth Paltrow oh see I don't think they he, would have chemistry he dated Anna De Armas oh shit oh yeah that's not bad oh shit he's he's gotten after it. Yeah, <laughs> good for him, but he was loyal. Well to the done, J-Lo. sir. Back to the J Lo. He came a long way since a fashionable male. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last thing I got. It's about Warner Brothers DC Studios, the new James Gunn reboot, and it's also from Jeff Snyder. During Snyder. the pod- Snyder, the Snides during the podcast, Roca was like, "Have you heard anything about what's going on at uh, DC with James Gunn?" And all Snyder said that, according to his source, he has heard that it's kind of a mess oh, over there right now. It's a safe bet. Yeah. Which makes sense because remember remember when Kevin Feige held that press conference and then he announced 10 things in 2008 and then they did them? No, because that never happened. Because you don't fucking do that. How about you just, he announces 10 things, he's going to direct movies and run a studio. That's a lot of fucking things to do. I kind of wish they just like, we're going to make this one Superman movie and we'll see. And then we'll, I'll let you know, but no, he to be like, here's <laughs> chapter, here's fucking chapter one of things. Like, what if you just formed a team? You call all the directors in, you go, all right, motherfuckers, we're going to divvy up this universe. You do this. You do and this. You, I got marching orders. You got to stick to this script. Otherwise I fire your ass. <laughs> all right. But 
You can do these movies. This is your franchise. This is like your meal ticket for the next fucking century. This is your family. Your, your kids are going to be able to fucking eat off this. If you do it right, don't fuck it up. He's got a lot riding on it. Uh, and he could have just done that. And then that way it would take a lot of the pressure off of him. He would know already at square one what the what the outlook of the universe is going to be like. And everybody was all right on the same page as a team DC. But no, that's not what they did. Anthony, do you think yeah. he uh, bit off more than he could chew here trying to do a TV, a movie shared universe, video games? cartoons oh it's very ambitious very very ambitious probably more than he can chew but let's see it play out i'm not gonna yeah why not what yeah why not what what do we have to lose yeah (laughs) yeah it's just gonna be material for us (laughs) really it doesn't matter what i mean we've hit the bottom we all watched aquaman in the lost world except for rugs rugs yeah yeah just wait i'm I'm gonna watch it when it comes out on stream that movie is coming out on streaming later this month just it was (laughs) 30 days it's oh really after 30 days it's gonna be a beauty they're calling it a wrap but it made like 400 million dollars almost i think which is crazy Wow. But it's coming out very quickly. It'll be out so like it I think less than half of what it made I, initially. I think it's out this week on VOD. So you could like rent it or buy it later this week, which is very quick. So yeah, we'll see. There's also rumors of uh Supergirl casting and our girl uh Millie Alcock there. Is from, that our girl? From uh uh the Game of Thrones, what's it called? Uh House, oh, of, Dragon. House of Dragon. Yeah, she's in House of the Dragon. She's one of the ones in the running, and then two other. Was she? Was she? Was the, she was the first one? Yes, the younger uh, Targaryen. Oh, uh, that chick. Yeah, she was good. Yes, yeah, she was good. And there's two other random blonde girls I don't know that are also in the running. But Millie Alcock would be wouldn't be a bad pick. She's good. I liked her in that. Hmm. He's got a lot. Uh, he's got his work cut out for him there. He's got a lot going on, and we have a lot of time before we see fucking anything. So. Good luck, James Gunn. All right, let's take a quick break here. We're going to play some promos. We're going to come back and talk about the hive and extracting honey and murdering people right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey there, everyone. Brian here, host of TV Trivia Pod. It's a trivia-style podcast focusing on TV and movies. Listen in for questions like, what's the name of Michael Scott's screenplay? What do you say to view the Marauder's map? And what's everyone eating in the post credit scene of Avengers? Play along to TV Trivia Pod anywhere you get podcasts. And stay tuned for more trivia! Attention podcast listeners and YouTube watchers. I'm Logan, the host of Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories with an emphasis on live-action superhero stuff. Every week, join me, PC Mike, The Giggler, Scotty Scoop, and Carrie as we talk MCU, DCU, books, TV, movies, and more. MostlySuperheroes.com is where you want to be. Watch us on YouTube, listen where you get your podcasts, and we'll see you Monday, Sunday on Patreon. Enjoy the rest of the show. Listener, if you enjoy the show, this is a great time to give back and join our awesome Patreon fan club. Visit jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Jockandnerd! There's a link in the episode description. You can give back on a monthly or annual basis to all the hilarity and silliness and stupidity that you want. And you get stuff like access to an exclusive podcast feed where the shows come out early. 
There's bonus content, instant reactions. By the way, that was our buddy Rick Martinez who signed up last week. So. Oh, was oh, it? Nice. Thanks oh. again, Rick. You Thanks, the man. Rick. Thanks for the support. Uh, he can also join us on our monthly Discord hangouts. We just had one, and it was a lot of fun. Anthony was getting drunk. I did not take my shirt off. Maybe next oh. time. You got to pay to show up. It's like our own. It's like our own little OnlyFans. Let me tell you. You, <laughs> you donate enough money, I'll show you my feet. <laughs> our own OnlyFans. Yeah. It's only Jock and Nerd fans. Uh, and there's other fun things on the Patreon, but we appreciate all the continued support. It keeps the show going. Thank you. Okay, let's get to this week's review. We are reviewing a brand new Jason Statham actioner called The Beekeeper. Here's your spoiler alert. I'm going to do it like this. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Strap ah! yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. You got to have Nick Cage, not the bees from Wicker Man. <laughs> not the bees. Uh, this, uh, rotten, uh, this movie... First of all, we, this was a last-minute decision. How did we get to this movie? Who wants to explain? I don't know. We just, I, I just heard that the movie was a crazy like 90s throwback movie, and I was like, that sounds like fun. Even if it sucks, it'll be fun to talk about how it sucks. So I, I think we just went out and watched it. We brought, immediately. we brought it up during the Discord, so if you want to participate in the Discord, give us some money, and you'll get that link every month. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think everyone was... More in agreement that, yeah, that, that's kind of up your alley with the it, tournaments you guys did in the past. Yeah, right? I mean, a Jason Statham action movie right up our alley. I, I saw the trailer for this. It was kind of on the radar, but then uh, I started hearing interesting reviews. So I was like, we were like, fuck it, let's do it. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, currently, this movie is sitting at a 71% tomato meter, 5.9 out of 10 for critics, 93% audience score. Um, I could not find a budget for this. Uh, what do you think this costs? It looks like it's maybe like, I don't know, like 50 million, but yeah, yeah, I would say 40, 50. Uh, oh, it opened last week, January 12th. Opening weekend makes 16 million domestic worldwide. It is sitting at 75 million total. So for this kind of movie, I feel like that's not bad. Uh, like I mentioned, uh, oh, I didn't mention this one's directed. Wait, how much did it make so far? 16 million opening. That's a low opening. It's an R rated movie. Mm-hmm. 16 million. Uh, currently, it's thirty-one million domestic, forty-four international for a total of like seventy-five. Well, I don't know. Actually, I'm gonna revise. I don't know if it was fifty million. It might have been like a twenty-five, thirty million. Uh, yeah, maybe less. Really, this is a lot. There's, so there's, there's no way, nothing on the budget at all anywhere. Yeah, no, I couldn't find. It's not in the wiki, mm. and I can't really find. Usually, they have the budget. Oh, well, thirty-four yeah. million. Oh, you found it. Thirty-four I, I million. The first thing that pops up it says thirty-four million. Okay. Oh, yeah, Ron, you could have figured that out. Oh, I had to Google things. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Imran! Well, it's a, it's a hit. Thirty-four it's, million yeah. with the seventy-five already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only in its second week. Uh, this one directed by one David Ayer. What movies who, has he directed? Who you may know from such movies as The Suicide Squad, not the good one. Sorry, just Suicide Squad. The other one is the good one. The Suicide Squad. Yep. He's done Bright. We've reviewed oh, yeah. Bright. He did Bright. He's done uh, End of Watch. Fury. He's done End yeah. of Watch. Sabotage. Fury. Yeah. A lot of movies with Actually, we one... never reviewed Bright, did we? I think we might. Maybe. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think we at least yeah. we watched it and we talked about it. it. A lot of movies with the in the title or just one word, like Deputy, Bright, The Tax Collector, The Beekeeper. This is the kind of things he likes to direct. Uh, and written by this dude, Kurt Wimmer, 
Yeah, he did Ultraviolet. He did like Expendables 4. He wrote, yes, recently he wrote on Expendables 4. He wrote the reboots of Point Break, the reboot of Total Recall. He wrote Equilibrium yeah. back in the day in 2002. He directed that, I believe, too. Yeah. And uh, oh, he wrote Salt. Uh, so he's written also a lot of movies with like one or two names, a lot of action movies. Uh, starring, whose boy is this? Jason Statham coming off of Expendables 4 as the titular beekeeper, Adam Clay. Uh, and you also have Emmy Raver Lampman as Agent Verona Parker. You have Felicia Rashad as Eloise Parker. Mrs. Huxtable. Mrs. Huxtable. I love Felicia Rashad whenever she shows up. It reminds me of the Cosby show. Uh, as far as bad guys, you got a couple of characteristic people here. Josh Hutcherson playing Derek Danforth. We've known him. We saw him in Five Nights at Freddy's. He was in Future Man on Hulu. Love the Josh Hutcherson. Uh, David Witz as Mickey Garnett. You got Taylor James as another bad guy, Lazarus. Gemma Redgrave as the President Danforth, who I gave it away. And then fucking Jeremy Irons. The fuck is Jeremy Irons doing in this movie? Collecting money. As a Wallace Westwold, <laughs> ex-CIA uh, head. And then Minnie Driver in, in it for like 30 seconds. I didn't even know. Yeah, where is she being hiding? She, uh, she's in like two scenes. And you barely see her. I was like, fuck, Minnie Driver was in this? I didn't see her. And a couple of other people. But that is your basic cast here for the beekeeper. Anthony. Yes. What happens in this R-rated, one-hour, 45-minute action movie, The Beekeeper? Oh, well, we have a, uh old lady, played by Felicia Rashad. Mrs. Huxtable. Who is renting her barn out to a beekeeper, a real beekeeper, named Jason, by, played by Jason Statham. And uh, she gets online scammed out of all her money and commits suicide, which prompts Mr. Statham to take action and take down the people that picked on this little old lady for all her money. Get these scumbags. Yep, yeah. So you, you got tech bros essentially <laughs> as the bad guys. You've got, you've got the, all the people in the Indian call centers as if they've been uh, race. Oh my God. To we'll white get to that. Yes. That's not what these <laughs> things look like. I'm pretty sure. And that setup you told up until like the suicide, that shit happens very quickly and efficiently in like the first 15 minutes. They don't fuck around. Okay, so yes. after uh, this uh, movie, what'd you think coming out of it? So a couple of things I'll preface by saying I saw it on a Friday night. Okay. And uh, although my theater wasn't huge, it was there's probably only three or four seats left open. Wow. Right? Oh, wow. You know, Friday night at 645, every seat was almost taken. Wow. So go, going in with that. Good crowd. Um, I remember seeing trailers for this and thinking that's kind of what we've been watching yes for the months <laughs> absolutely I, I it crossed my mind to be like we should think about watching this yeah so all that to say and then we came across to watch it um saw the movie it is uh i mean it's dumb it is it's very dumb the the lengths it goes you know you mentioned the president where it's just like oh my gosh this goes so far as far as like the scam and what statham has to do it's basically a a copy of you know look the john wick stuff the equalizer yeah. yeah where it's you know some guys getting trying to get revenge and takes down one thing but then has to just take down an empire you know it's like you're old like taking down gangs or revenge yep. all that kind of stuff lots of b puns and so many b puns. they play it all very seriously 
um, but with I feel like a wink to the audience. Mm. I loved it. I could not stop smiling the entire movie. Every yeah. time there was a bee pun, I laughed in at my in my seat. It's so ridiculous. Every, I mean, people around me were like just laughing, but it was everyone was like not laughing at the movie. Everyone was kind of in on the joke, but also understanding like this is kind of fun. But it's yeah. like a fun, stupid movie. Yeah, it's it was just like the '80s and '90s schlock that we've watched in the past, and I loved it. So yeah, oh, I had nice. a great time. Nice, Brugs. Did you enjoy the Beekeeper? I'm in my I'm in my seat. Yeah, and we're at bridge scene. Yeah, where um at this point, Jason Statham has hunted down this dude, he's taken and, down a whole call center, blew up the yeah, building. Yeah, he's he's already fucked up a lot of he's people already. Off, he's cut off fingers with a bandsaw. He, he's cut off this guy's <laughs> fingers. It's amazing, and he like calmly ties him to the car, yeah. and then we are we are we are blessed with one of the fucking most like. Blatant dummies being, like being used as a stunt dummy. Oh yeah! As the guy gets pulled, it and it's just so funny because you know it's a dummy. The stiff, like the stiff you, body. Yeah, it. But it. I laughed audibly. I was just like, and not even like disappointed. And I was like, yes, thank you for putting this dummy there. <laughs> this obvious dummy. Yeah. Because it makes it like you're in on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's no real like David Ayer is. Like you, he's he's not just made the best movies in the world, but he's made some good ones. Fury was good. End of Watch was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, even I got to give him credit. Like some things in this, he did in the Suicide Squad actually sure. were were iconic. Like that Harley Quinn is the reason why yeah. that made Margot Robbie like the star that she is. Yeah. Like I mean, p- people are still wearing those costumes. Yeah. So. Um, he has some kind of idea of what he's doing. He, he still can't shut up about his suicide cut, director's cut. Yeah, well, cut, you know, maybe cut. he thinks he did a good job. <laughs> he is. Oh, he has a huge ego, obviously, shut up as well. That. But you know what? He does make a good action movie. Yeah. He can do it. Yeah. Like, he can do it. He can do. You can give this guy $30 million and he'll give you an action movie that's enjoyable to watch. Yeah. I came out of this like, this could have been a way better movie if they wanted it to be. Right. It, it's about as dumb as an 80s movie. It's like it was made with that sensibility in mind. It was like, we're not even going to try to make a good movie. We just want to make something that you're going to watch and have fun with. And just fucking shit's going to blow up every 10 seconds. Like there's going to be there's going to be people getting kicked across the room. Fucking Jason Statham is not going to take any damage until he absolutely has to for the purpose of creating a moment where you're like, oh, he can get hurt. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it <laughs> yeah and uh yeah i had fun i laughed so many times during this film like uh, just the sheer audacity of what was going on but um yeah it could have been they could have like maybe have another john wick on their hands like they could have like made or another franchise like the transporter and i think they will have they more will. of these yeah I just don't know if the beekeeper idea is enough to hang it on. And I would really love to know like what what is a beekeeper? Like when you get get down to it, like are like what what what's the program like? Like what is that about? They don't know yet. They've like, not figured yeah, they, that they, out. They, they just said like come up with some fucking stupid shit and like, we're just gonna we're gonna commit just to give it. Me some bee icons on a screen. That's all I need. 
And then you want to know something? So I'm watching this movie, and I'm like, who the hell is this chick playing the fucking cop? Yeah. The FBI oh, agent. Yeah, I forgot to say Emma Raver Lampman. Did you guys recognize her from anything? You should have. I did. I, I couldn't remember I couldn't where I couldn't either. And then, and then I had to look it up, and I'm like, oh, she looks completely different than that, than that She's actress. She's Vanessa I don't know. Hargrave from the Umbrella Academy. Yes. Oh, wow. She's the older sister. I would never have guessed it because Allison they Hargrave. look, she looks, Allison she's, Hargrave, yeah. she's changed a little bit. Yeah. I was like, I didn't her from wow. somewhere. Yeah. It's Allison Hargrave. Hargrave. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. wow. All right. And I mean, arguably the scenes with her and that other cop, they were kind of funny. Unnecessary. They're funny. It, it, they're like, they're the, the other, co- it's like them two are like, they have a weird relationship. Yeah, he, 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 they're just like making jokes and he's just. Her mom just died. Oh my god! Yes. I love oh, yeah. the line. She it is zero reaction. They're at yeah. the thing, and he's like, "Oh, you like fires? By the way, your mom's house is on fire. Let's go." I was like, "What? That's how you tell her? Her mom just died." The fuck? I gotta tell you, I had a lot of fun with this movie. It is simultaneously great and terrible. You're laughing with it. You're laughing at it. Uh, you know, the movie sometimes it knows it's in on the joke, sometimes it doesn't. But it is a throwback. It is exactly the movies we reviewed in our action tournament. The stuff I love, it's uh, it's it's paced well. I was never bored. Statham's great because he doesn't say much, and then when he does talk, it's He's hilarious. Yeah, it's just a B pun. I think he was better in the beginning. They gave him like some really great lines when he goes to the fucking place. And the security guards come out, and he's got the two tanks. Oh my god, that's great! He's like, I'm gonna count to three, and then he just goes one, two, three. There, I did it for you. (laughs) And then he shows up to the reception. Why did you give him an Italian accent there? (laughs) I don't know. It should have been. (laughs) You realize he's English. I'm a beekeeper. And then, yeah, she even says she's like, I detect some British Isles. I'm like, he's really British. Like, what do you mean he detects some British? That's the only way he talks. Uh, yeah, he's it, like I'm, I'm burning this place down. You better evacuate. I, I would say I would say the movie is in on the joke the entire time. They just okay. they play it straight for the most part, but everyone, I mean, the entire audience was just cracking up the entire time. There's it's it it's one of those things where and I don't I don't think it's terribly made. Like I think it's actually oh, pretty well made. Production wise, yes, it's just it's, it's really just a, well it's just a, a a ridiculous concept of like yes. this clandestine organization called the Beekeepers. I think. It looks like a, it's almost like a parody film is, that's yes. based on yeah. the movies of the 80s. Yeah, in the beginning. Sort of, yeah, or it's like sort that. of like that, or it's like we we want to do John Wick, but we don't want to do exactly John Wick. So let's just call the organization the Beekeepers. I the think that's, or whatever that. it's the funniest thing that he is a literal beekeeper and a metaphorical yeah. beekeeper. That's like if you had a character that was a retired Navy SEAL and he's raising seals on a seal farm. Like, why <laughs> yeah. would you do this? Like, what the fuck? Do you have to know about bees to be in this but organization? The thing is it makes it memorable, right? It so it's does. not just another action movie that you just eat and spit out. You're yeah. Like, I'm going to remember seeing this movie. <laughs> I mean, they even gave him a beekeeper outfit. He never, I don't think his hat ever came off. No, and nope. his hat never came off. End. At the end it did. Yeah, yeah. He was, when he's wearing the suit. I, and it's hilarious how they don't. No, he never came off because of a fight. Oh, right. Oh, no, right. it stays on. Yes. Like, whenever he, I'm like, how is his hat still on? Yeah. Like, I, he n- never just falls off while he's fighting guys. I love how the the, the girl that from Umbrella Academy, like, will yeah. read the book and learn things about yes. real bees. And then yes. it applies to what's happening on screen. <laughs> yes. Like, like what? oh, the worker bee will take out the mother to, that's to save what the hive. That's what he's doing. Yes. <laughs> he's like, that's gotta, what he's doing. Got to protect the hive. I'm the keeper. I love, too, the... Um, what I thought was fun was the everyone. So right off the bat, I think it hooked me because first you have Felicia Rashad, who's yeah. awesome. But then 
everyone has either has been or has an old relative that's been on yes. the internet and then yes. like potentially gotten scammed. Yes, I think it almost <laughs> like, happened to my mom. You immediately connect with the fact yes. like, oh, this is a real problem yeah. and I hate when this happens. Yeah, It's a great bad guy. I wish guy. somebody would fuck them up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. the perfect bad guy. Who doesn't hate these fucking scumbags? But, Do you but then you find out that the guy who owns the business is like a, is like a Hunter Biden type character. I know, the <laughs> twist is crazy that it's the president's oh, when, when they reveal that it's the president's son. I was like, what? I, 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 the audience again was just starting cracking up. Like, like, oh my God. I'm like, who's this guy? I was like, oh shit, she's the fucking president. Okay, that's hilarious. I love how it just like. If he would have lost the laptop in this movie, it would have been fucking amazing. <laughs> Who, the, the bad guy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the reason. Oh, right. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, and it yeah, kind of like, it gives you a little bit of like, like that January 6th vibe because he just fucking infiltrates her beach house and pulls a, he pulls a gun on the president of the United States and gets away with it. what the fuck uh, they don't explain anything which is kind of awful and great just like those that's 80s completely 90s yes, yeah, just 80s, like 90s. those 90s movies you never explain anything let's talk about the call center this is probably the most hilarious fucking bit what this call center looks like this neon lit rave with oh, yeah. this annoying tech bro douchebag on the mic with a host and like in the other one, there's screens of people like on Zoom calls. I was like, I don't understand. Who are those people? What? The, oh, they were from other call centers. Other call about centers. All yeah. the money they made. But yes, you hate when you old people get scammed. That what's the the best line has got to be where he's like stealing from an elderly person is like stealing from a child. In some ways, it's worse. Uh, <laughs> and he's like when he, when someone hurts an older person, they're often left to face the hornets alone. There's all these fucking bee jokes. The Hornets. The Hornets. The Hornets. Uh, and just, yeah, the, the attempt at one I, I like the, the, the live, the, the, the call centers where you have the guys like emceeing. Yes, there's all a the host. money that's coming in. <laughs> Fucking, there should be like a DJ back there. <laughs> it's, it's total <laughs> like, let's combine what we hate about modern culture. So we, everyone hates call centers like that. Yeah. Everyone hates like the scam centers, but then let's combine it with like Silicon Valley, like, douchebag yep. kids entitled yep. kids that are entitled, up there yep, yep. just making money off their parents and then like scamming yep. everyone off the internet so like let's just combine both ideas and just make everything we hate about the modern internet into an enemy I, i'm not i gotta say i thought even the bad guys were kind of memorable like the guy oh, gets yeah. his fingers cut off josh hutcherson's great jeremy irons is pretty great the, the uh, dude that gets tortured with staples to his forehead oh that guy yes <laughs> that guy. oh my god it wasn't that even guy. like a staple gun i wish he would have gotten killed it was just like a death stapler he just kept stapling his head it was hilarious just, yeah casually yeah. just kept putting staples in his head he takes down two call centers and in between uh the josh hutcherson calls for help and they send another beekeeper after him this fucking oh, yeah. over the top broad in this pink coat with a fucking minigun in the back of a pickup truck. She, they sent basically the female Leroy Jenkins. Yes. <laughs> Shooting at a gas station. The, when she pulls out the minigun, I just started cracking up. In my she seat. came in so hot and so just hot failed. And then he sets her on fire. And of course, the thing doesn't blow up. There's like innocent people I, there. And then the I love gas when he sets her up. on fire and you can yeah. tell it's just a dummy. On yes, the ground, and it like makes dummy. like no noise whatsoever. Yeah. Just like ah, nobody's <laughs> screaming. <laughs> and also, I was like, how the fuck did she find him so quickly? How did that happen? I love that the beekeepers are like, we got to step in and kill this guy, and yes. then he kills one of them, and they're, and they're like, like, neutral now. Yeah, We're Switzerland. Like, they said they're gonna be neutral. <laughs> Sorry, you're on your own. That was hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. 
Uh, some other great bits is every time he's fighting a group of people, they all just line up one by one, even though they have them surrounded and they have guns. Oh, yeah. The, when he's coming up the stairs at the end, the they all have guns and they all decide great. to hand-to-hand fight him. He just walks up to like the SWAT team in front of the building and then just like knocks, just fight, yeah, knocks them all out. That's the in. worst thing you could do is walk straight up the stairs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> didn't they have him to kill him and they didn't like a couple times already? They had him at the, uh, he, he planted bombs at the White House or whatever, the, that summer house, and they had oh, him right. in cuffs, but then he used that as a distraction. I love I love the bad guy that they hire at the end with the one leg and oh, it's like from New Zealand. Lazarus, yeah, he's South African. A, a wonderful yellow jacket, over the top, horrible accent. But a pretty he looks like a Street Fighter three character. Dude, or yes, something. he was with that crazy facial hair. Pretty decent fight scene in the hallway. Oh, that, that, when he kills him, it's a great yeah. like he's he's fucking them up, stabbing them everywhere and hitting them with stabbed, brass knuckles. He stabbed him in the face and the guy just pulls the knife out. And he just goes, you just he got shot in the face before oh, yeah, that. He got shot, shot in the, in the face, face too, and he survived. Yeah, he shakes it off. He's like, he's yeah. mine. And then all he says to him is, you're just a man. And Jason Statham's like, I know. And then they just keep fighting. He does get stabbed at this point at the very end. He but does get stabbed. But it's not a problem. Barely I love when he, when he finally beats him. He like stabs him all over the place and then uppercuts him. And you hear like a ring bell hit. Oh, yeah, because he, he, like, br- he had the brass knuckles, I think. <laughs> And you hear the metal go. I was like, that's dope. That's fucking. <laughs> he hits a bunch of people with that ding, breast knuckle, yeah. uppercut. I also loved, I was paying attention, and I, I, I'm so mad that they didn't stick to it. He doesn't fire a weapon for a large portion of this movie. And I thought maybe he's got a code. He doesn't use weapons. But at the very end at the White House, Beach House, he doesn't end up start shooting people. But in the beginning, he's taking weapons apart. He doesn't. Uh, he just fucking kicks everyone's ass hand to hand. Just makes you more badass he, if you do it that yeah, way. He throws fucking jars of honey at people. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's how you go to ah the honey, not the bees. Not the I, bees. I got, I got real mad when they when they blew up his bees beehives. Oh, I was I was, like, oh, I was like, now man. you're fucked. He's yeah. gonna be pissed, bro. You don't shoot at the fucking beehive. What are you doing? And he's waiting for them. He fucking takes them all out. Uh, also hilarious how he just sneaks into a presidential event as Secret Service under the truck. Like oh, yeah, pull- the whole scene is ridiculous. <laughs> he pull- the other guy comes. You expect me to believe that he changed clothes and pushed that guy up into the truck in the- in like two <laughs> seconds, and nobody heard nothing, and then he just came out. The beekeeper, him. and then well, he just when, puts when a suit on. When they're chasing him at the end, it's like he he has so much time to like jump yes. out the window, and yes. then no one can like. He jumped out the window and no one decides, let's follow him out the window. No, Everyone's like taking the no. long way out. Yes. That's too far. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We can't jump out the window. We'll take the <laughs> long way. That's trespassing. Yeah, we, we will go out the window. Them, it takes him so long that he can go onto the beach, find something, he find the fucking wetsuit he buried under the ground, throw that away. on, and then dive underneath. That nobody knows where he is. They're like, oh, where'd he go? Where the fuck could he have gone? And it's a perfect throwback, abrupt ending. He oh, just yeah. disappears in the water. And that's Over. it. Roll credits. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, the, the credits roll so fast. So great. <laughs> they had to do that on purpose. <laughs> There's no way they could have been like, I'm going to wait for like maybe a couple beats. No, yeah. they're like, no, right yeah. now. It has to has to be jarring. So, it was so great. I was like, that's it. It's over. Okay. There's no end post credits. I can't decide if this was really, really bad or was like a genius, like a masterwork I mean of making fun of the 80s. It's I'm leaning towards the other. It's so, both it great being, they, they knew. Like, I no, can't the, decide. I can't decide if Ayer, if Ayer's really that on. Was he trying to be? I, I feel like, it, I mean, there were just so many things. The, the playing it seriously it with the B puns, the, all the things we just mentioned. I mean, the freaking the, the the villains being the way they are. I mean, everything was Great. just 
like it was as if a Van Damme movie yes. was put in this era. Yes, I was gonna say I could imagine this a Steven Seagal in this role. A Van yeah, Damme. This is a Seagal movie. Hands Seagal. Maybe, is, maybe even I mean, Arnold. The, the, maybe this Arnold? is old school. Yeah. I mean, this is Statham. He did Transporter. Yeah. He did yeah. uh, Crank. Like these are all things he would do too back in the early 2000s. I'll tell you what, he still has a presence. Like, oh, yeah. I, in in his age now, like he's still great at it. Like maybe even better. Like there's something about him that he just commands. Oh, he, he commands. He's an action star. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he's obviously in big fucking. He's in Fast and the Furious. Yeah. He did Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. He's yeah, had he's his own. Good. He's had his own franchises. He had two Crank Expendables. and he had Transporter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he's in. And, and he's, they were going to hand him the inspe- yeah. Expendables, and he had the best scene in the new Expendables, which is a terrible movie written by the same person. Yes, he's he's got two which is, Megs. He's a, that's why I keep thinking of this is an accident. You think so? It, it's a fluke. Yeah, because Kurt Wimmer wrote the fucking Expendables Four, and that was terrible. Was horrible. Yeah, and Expendables Four could have been a fun parody throwback, right? And it was—I think it was trying to do the same thing. Yeah. I'll tell you what, this does it better. This does the one-man revenge action better than fucking John Woo did in Silent Night. That's what John oh, Woo was yeah. trying to do. I feel like well, this, this would, one's just way more fun, and it's got more money behind it, so I think that helps. And it is more fun. It is way more fun. Good hook. A hook we can all Who relate directed to. Expendables for uh, that is, I'll tell you, uh, Scott. It wasn't Ayer. Scott Waugh. So maybe just Ayer is a better director and could sell it better. Maybe with Kurt Wimmer. There was just so many. I mean, the, I, I just could not. I was, I was loving the entire thing. The, the entire thing, and the more ridiculous it got, I, I would roll my eyes, but also laugh. It just like, how far are they going to go with this? Yeah, like you know when something's good it were, were entertaining as if you remember it yeah. yeah and there was some memorable shit in this like there was like as i said like that girl coming in so hot <sighs> at the gas it's station wild. It's wild and then that thing goes in a flash yeah then he just fucking kills and then all of a sudden the gas the gas station doesn't blow up until it's time yep. like they're like they're like okay now it needs to blow up because it should have blown up like the whole time she's shooting at fucking gas pumps what the fuck is <laughs> yeah, going on nothing's going up. down we need only when jason statham is walking away from it so you look him. cool yeah oh yeah that's, what yeah, that's when it's gonna blow up i, I love uh jeremy irons his character right yeah. in the beginning he's like oh you're a beekeeper oh you fucked he, up he's basically like yeah. he says the beak he'll be the last thing you see before you die yeah and then he, let, everything was short of saying baba yaga just yeah. like baba yaga yeah. just like baba yaga <laughs> yes and, and then but then Throughout the movie, he alternates between like, oh, this is like inevitable death to like, oh, I have to try to protect you. It's I forgot. I'm getting paid to protect you. <laughs> I, I love the part where he calls the the girl, the president, and then yeah. she goes, I still think about you sometimes. Oh, it's like, really? Oh. <laughs> like, what is going on here? He wasn't his dad, right? He was just. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's the he's CIA, ex-head of CIA that's yeah. been hired to protect the son because she knew his, her son was a fuck up. Yeah, he's doing coke on the thing, and she's like, "Is that is that nicotine or something else?" She just needs a cigarette. You don't care. What a fucking douchebag! He played a great douchebag. Oh yeah, uh, the Hutcherson. Yeah, well, that, that the only thing that I didn't like is that turn where they tried to make the the president like good. Well, she, yeah. she did, so I guess she didn't know he was doing all this, and she wanted to keep her hands clean, right? And she's like, "I'm going to tell him the truth." I wanted them so to go all the way and go. She was he's going to kill the president. Yeah. Oh my god! Can you imagine? <laughs> This fucking guy breaks into the presidential mansion and uh, fires at her and just gets away with it. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. We don't learn anything about Adam Clay. Do we learn anything about him? 
No, you don't need he to. He likes bees. He likes bees. He used to yeah. be a beekeeper, and he likes bees in his real life. Do you really need to know anymore? And no. like the whole time where he's like, she's the only one who took care of me about Felicia Rashad. We didn't see any of that. This, this is right out of dinner. the John Wick yeah. equalizer, all these yeah. type of thing playbook. You don't it's know. A, you don't need to learn anything about no, that. No, it's like somebody's pet dies. Someone's old elderly neighbor dies. That's it. You're activated. Just go. Equalizer, you know, the girl Equalizer, the prostitute same gets way. put in yeah. the hospital. Yeah, what do we know about John Wick besides he was married? Oh, we know he was married. He was married. He had a dog. His wife got sick, yeah. and then she sent him a dog. Yeah. That's oh, all that's you need it, to know. Really? And, and that's, yeah. that's over four movies. Yeah, we don't really have much more backstory. <laughs> like, what did he do? How did he get into this? We don't know. Doesn't matter. No, this is this is literally, I mean, it's John Wick. Yeah. It's really it's is John, John Wick. Yeah. It's just with a, a, a more hammed up version of it. Would you consider this a B movie or a B movie? Well, there's a lot of B, there's a lot of B movies. It's I feel like it's a little bit of step above a B movie. You know, even the um speaking of B, I mean the even the the aesthetic inside the call centers is very oh, yeah. John Wick esque. Yeah, yeah, with the it's like, neon lights yeah, and all yeah. that shit. Yeah, it's a lot like the high table and the Continental and everybody's like, copying. Like, yeah, and where he, yeah, a lot of those fight scenes in John Wick when he's fighting oh, in, yeah. like, the neon different locations there's not enough glass yeah he needs more glass to get thrown through but uh oh and that fucking is elevator a scene a b, the, a b movie the elevator scene is pretty brutal or he, like uh, the guy gets fucking ripped oh, in the half dude gets cut of, in half yeah, yeah. that's great <laughs> then he just fucking oh yeah up. there's some brutal shit <laughs> that, in here. there were a couple times i forgot about that there were a couple times where there was some violence where i went oh yeah like and that's a good that's a good sign too Absolutely. when i can go when yeah. I can laugh in an yep. action movie, but then also yep. go, ooh, like you felt that. That's There's essentially all there. you want. That's all you it, need. There's some funny shit in this movie too, like when the uh when the lady's partner, like the other FBI agent, yeah. has to fight him mm-hmm. and like he just like, you know, knocks him down, like get him out of his way. Oh yeah, yeah. And then they come and they find him and he's like, uh, I'm all right, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm okay. Oh yeah, he's on the ground. He's like, he just yeah, laying there on the way. ground. I need a second. <laughs> understand why the daughter <laughs> rattled why was the daughter even trying to stop him he they were going after the killers of your mother just let the guy cook let the guy fucking do his well the, she the, was what's she, the law she can. says it she says i still have to honor the badge there's a right and wrong way to do it yeah but but then the, but then at the end she lets him go yeah there's another law there's another that, line that's that's straight out of every yeah um all these action movies they the vigilante always like partners with a cop sort of and then the cops like, like Beverly, let him Beverly go. Hills cop. Yeah. 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 The cops are always like, you know what? He's on our side. Let's let him go. There's that great exchange where she goes, we have laws. And he's like, we have laws until they don't work. Then you have me. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> great. Come on. Let the, let the lines like I have to. That's see when you have those lines. Yeah. I have to believe it's intentional that they knew that they, they knew what this was. By the end, though, it seemed like it tried to get serious and it was a little bit. But then they, I don't know. Then they get back in down. The I find it so hard to like fall on how I feel about this movie. No, it's I mean, great. I it's, did enjoy it, but like I, I is it? It's a dumb movie, know, but so, it's fun. Like I, I can only recommend this to certain people that I know will enjoy it. Like people who like dumb action movies from the eighties, and you tell them this is like a total. Like it's, a total version of it's that. It's nothing new, right? But it's done well enough that you have a but good But I think time. there's a reason why we watch those 80s yeah. movies is because they're so ridiculous. Yeah. And because they're so ridiculous, they they are fun to watch. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 
This is the same thing. It's just yeah. with bees yeah. and scammers. <laughs> it's just with bees and bros. <laughs> Call centers. <laughs> call centers. Yeah, yeah. By the way, you know, I, we have a lot of Indian listeners, but that's not what a call center looks like. I think you know what a call center looks like. You can hear it in the background when you get the fucking calls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, but it's, it, it's, it's fun. It, it's just, I could not stop smiling throughout the entire movie. I, I had so much fun with it. I was hooked right from the beginning. It was, yeah. It was, I was like, get these fuckers. Get these fucking yeah. scumbags. <laughs> I don't even think that's how like scamming fishing works, where. Why couldn't also couldn't Felicia Rashad just have called up a couple of places and been like, bro, I've been hacked. Can you not honor this transaction? Or was it because she put in the numbers and like right away she just kills herself? I was like, whoa, that. Yeah, that was even, very was, quick. There was, that was that's it. It was like a snap decision. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, like, I was like, you jumped to that. You couldn't make a phone call first to be like, yeah, somebody I, I didn't believe me. that character was going <laughs> to kill himself. I wish there was more of her. She's great. <laughs> But whatever, I gave him. She didn't need to kill herself. No. She could have no, just she, been like, "Oh, I'm." No, she did it. You have to move out yeah. because these fuckers fucking did this, and I have, or yeah, I'm probably going to lose this house. But there is a thing where like elderly people, this happens, and a lot of times the authorities don't really help or they don't care. Like I did connect with that. When it's old people, people don't give a fuck a lot of the time. Oh, yeah, I mean, everyone of, knows uh, someone that's had this yeah, happen to yeah. them. Like, or like he goes over there. And then fucks up the thing for her, like it goes and blows up the office. But then they kill her oh, as a result of that. That right. would have been that would have worked too. You, that would have been more believable yeah. and less jarring. Yeah. But I guess they've had to do that on purpose. Maybe I don't know to make it. I don't even know. The, the, yeah, that would have escalated it more. But they the, the escalation that was the what they did to escalate it was oh it goes all the way up to the president. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a wild twist to take it all the way up. I told my I, mom, I if it. people want iTunes gift cards, you hang up the phone. Don't engage. <laughs> That's happening. Yeah. You, you should, you should, anytime a, a Nigerian prince has said that you've want, you've been gifted $10 million and all you need to do is give your social security number and every oh credit card God. you have. I felt definitely I, should do that. Don't do no, I felt so bad when she's like about to type in the number. I'm like, no, don't. Yeah. Do it. What are you doing? Oh my god! I that got me right away. So <laughs> it got me. Uh, all right. Movie. Uh, fun movie. With that, let us give us a uh, rating. What would you rate this, Anthony? And I don't know if you want to rank it among Jason Statham movies. Oh, I, I haven't seen all of them to know. Yeah, me neither. But um, well, there's also a line. Uh, Adam Clay goes, "Yesterday she shot herself. I need to take care of the hive." <laughs> yes, gotta protect the hive. <laughs> um. <laughs> What do I rate this movie? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I loved it. I, <laughs> I I have it as an eight and a half. I nice. thought it was so fun. I I fully on board with I think that they know what it is and they play it completely, play it straight, but with a wink. Yeah. So they're not laughing the entire time, but they know that we're laughing. Yeah. And I love that about it. The action was really fun. <laughs> Statham is a is a good action star. It's a concept that hooks you and everyone likes to see a good revenge plot this one's a twist with a revenge plot on scammers yeah and gen zers that are playing with their kids money and stealing from old people so all the things you'd want like rug said if this isn't for everybody but if you're into the stuff that we're into this there's no way this disappoints you this is this is so fun it's so got good. it all it's got yeah. it all rugs what number are you gonna give it I feel like there could have been a better movie in there. Uh, I did enjoy it. I thought it was very entertaining, well directed. Uh, Jason Statham, you know, had a good presence, uh, and the things that you got to see happen were memorable and they were fun to fun to watch. It was a good ride. 
as I said, I don't think this movie is for everyone. You got to be into the, like 80s action movies or willing to throw like, you know, your brain yeah, into like sleep mode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just fucking go for the sensory overload. So I'm going to go 6.5. But I if you're an action movie person, you're probably going to think it's like an eight and a half. Yes, so, sir. Yeah, so I, I'm hedging my bet there. Listen, I got no problem giving this an eight after you know sitting through Expendables four and Silent Night. This thing finally, <laughs> oh yeah, does, it does some has some fun with itself. And this is Schindler's List compared to those movies. Like, absolutely, it's yeah. a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> it's way more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I would, and, I, and yeah. there's less there's there's less bad green screen and shit like yeah. that. Oh, yeah. So largely, and, and all- way more dialogue than Silent Night. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, way better well, production like, too. I feel like Expendables Four is like it's overstuffed with, I guess, mediocrity. Yeah, yeah. there's nothing. Like, everything's mediocre. Yeah, you don't remember anything that happened no. in that movie. You have like very bad, like the there's very bad dialogue. There's very bad everything, but it's like it doesn't amount to like a fun time. This is like way more fun. And I mean, and you have Tony John, Equal Waste, and all these other people in that movie, and I'm like, this is what you did with them. This is what you do with them. I can't. I would. I can't wait to watch this again when it's on like cable. I would absolutely or streaming. I'll absolutely watch it again. I want to see more. I, I want to. I was the- just gonna say that. I I, th- I think they can milk this for another two or three movies. Absolutely, he could have a franchise. Oh my god! I want to see the beat him. I want to see what the what the I can't believe I'm hearing this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I want to. I want to see what happens when the beat. Like I want to get more into the beekeepers. I want to see. Do they come after him? Do they call yeah. him back in? Does he have another job? Where did he go when he went underwater? Where did he come out? What happened? He just disappears. He was stabbed. Is he going to bleed out in the water? What the fuck? I got to talk to my friends about this and see if they what they think. It is definitely you have to. There's a couple of guys that like movies like yeah. this. that I got to see what their opinion is. If you is, appreciate a, those movies, I think you can't go wrong with this. It gives you all that and uh, does it had a good time. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm glad we. I'm glad I, like, I watched it. Like I'm glad same. we picked this. It was. I'm very fun happy I watched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More Beekeeper, please. We need more movies like this. Period. Yeah. Just more like maybe not the same formula, like the same like coming out of retirement. Uh, you know, Equalizer, well, John mean, Wick. Yeah, thing, but- like after Die Hard, we had all the Die Hard clones, and John Wick is now doing the same thing. So we're going through a phase. Yeah. Nope. Uh, we nobody. need. We need another like Rogue Cop. Guy, we, I missed that. Like the Cobras, buddy like cop, the guy, kind of a buddy cop thing that works. The, the you know? rogue cop guy, rogue cop. Just, like, yeah, we're like, like he's like, like, he's always getting yelled at by his chief. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He's in trouble. Yeah. He's on the verge of getting fired every time. But, but people they, they think always he's call dirty. him in when it's the the dirtiest, nastiest crime. Yeah, yeah, and he doesn't give up, <laughs> and he fucking, you know, it's a fucking. It, you got to do it. You do it like Cobra, where you have like a fucking horror movie bad guy. Yeah. Like all, and then you have you have a scene where he cuts his tacos with the uh, with scissors. Uh, yeah, he gotta, he's gotta, he, <laughs> you've got to you've got to remake yeah. that movie, but call it something else. Oh my else. god! Like you should be like another snake. Another you should snake. be like Mambo. Yeah. Like, uh, my my favorite. Whatever. Now that we're talking about that, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when he parks in the spot with all the like Cubans or whatever there, and the guy comes up to him and is like yeah. yelling at him. Yeah, and he just rips his uh, <laughs> he rips undershirt his off. off. Yes. <laughs> and then the next time the guy's like got the spot held for him he's like there you go He'll come on. I think, also, he, I think he rips it, it off and you can see the mic on his chest yes, yeah you can the microphone you is call it like Viper you know what else I listened to recently uh, Rewatchables Bill Simmons did uh, Under Siege that's a good one too and I was like man this movie's great I forgot it really made me appreciate the fucking that's craziness of Under Siege 
with the boobies with the and him being <laughs> him being a chef and an actor. Yeah, that's what this movie was missing to make it an eighties movie. It needed, needed some boobs. Like, it had no love. It didn't have any gratuitous yeah, boobs. Yeah. I love when they ask him. She's like, "Who are you?" He's just like, "I'm just a cook. I'm just a I'm cook. Just a simple cook." <laughs> and then like he grabs her and kisses her at the end. And I'm like, "That's assault, buddy." I don't think she was. <laughs> I don't think she wanted that. He's like, "Hey, she, yeah, she had." They go because no they go. They go, show us another move. He goes, here's a move. And he just grabs her head and kisses her. I was like, fuck. It's great. That is great. Under Siege made me the rewatchables. Episode Under Siege is his best. It is. It is. Yeah. This may be like Statham's one of his best. Do you think? I think Transporter 1 is great. Okay. Transporter 1 is good. I love when he when he knocks on the door and then he just fucking kicks it in yeah. and just starts beating the shit out of everybody in the house. Yeah. And then he takes the girl and throws her in the trunk. <laughs> like that whole that that whole thing was just uh, was perfect. That's and pretty then, good. Then the girl like he takes it to the house and then she wants to bang. She wants to bang. Cuts a little slit yeah. in the fucking thing and lets her drink. It's like, oh, this is great. It, it, it is. I mean, there's a lot of fun Statham. This is just another yeah. fun Statham movie. Yes, yes. He yes. seems to just like for a guy that I don't know has the ton, the ton of acting talent. He yeah. just seems to stick around. All no, but he can, but he can do more. Like he's been in like Guy Ritchie movies oh, where yeah. he has like yeah, yeah, you know where he's got like dialogue and he's, and he's very very good yeah. timing wise stuff true. like that. But he's I just, think he's he, just chosen his niche now, just yeah. being these like fun. Like Meg, Beekeeper, yeah, Expendables, yeah. just these fun B movies, crazy. B movie type yeah, thing. Yeah, but he enjoys it and he gets it right. He understands the assignment, as the kids say, <laughs> and delivers, and it's just fucking great. So yeah, I recommend B movie. Fuck it, go see it. All right, let's do some news from the nation. It's hot for news from the nation. Everyone, news from the nation. <laughs> Am I getting a fart or a burp? What are we going to get? It stinks. <laughs> it stinks. It stinks. You ruined it, Imran. Either way. Comes out either way. Uh, I could just have a couple of comments about. Oh, there, there we go. There it is. That was satisfying. <laughs> that was satisfying. Uh, I fucking loved it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the movie also is this clip, right? Sometimes it may be good. Sometimes it may be shit. That's exactly the movie. It's perfectly. Summed up. Uh, but I have some comments about that Marvel Echo show. Oh. One from Jose Ibarra. Jose. Our buddy Jose. He said, finally finished this. Not good. What was up with the Fast and Furious <laughs> style ending? I, I have, ex- have that ending. I have expected Vin Diesel to pop out of nowhere, hand her a Corona <laughs> at the barbecue party, say, we're family. Then the credits roll with a ludicrous song. We could have done that. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done that. It would have wouldn't made no difference. I wish I would have thought of that. That would have been hilarious. And then Daryl comments, apparently this is doing so well. Somehow it is driving viewers to the Netflix shows. I need more convincing. No. Sounds like bullshit. Apparently, I saw that too. People are going to watch Hawkeye, and they're watching Daredevil after this. But it may mm. just be, if it. I mean, if it makes people go back and watch these things, like, that's not bad. But I here's the thing. I don't think she's going anywhere. I also saw a thing they're they're trying to figure out what to do with her next, planning more things with the Echo. Well, I've Character. I heard that she was pregnant or was yeah. or, or something or near During pregnant. The shooting? Yeah. I, I heard she was pregnant. I don't oh. know if she just just had her kid or what but i also heard that no she had it so maybe during the recording of the show or or i i think there's a pregnancy right after she did the show she she had a baby after right after no so if there was reshoots that may have been issue wow i didn't know that okay okay 
Let's finish up with some what are we watching? Anthony, I know the answer to this question. You watch anything? No, I've just been watching a lot of like police videos on YouTube where they arrest people for being stupid. So Oh, that's, that's called Cops. That's a TV show. <laughs> that was a show called Cops yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, it used to be called Cops. It used to be no, called Cops. There's like YouTube. a live stream, too. Yeah. There's, I heard that there's like a cop live stream. Yeah, like a 24-hour, you just follow them around? No, no, I think it's like on a, uh, they do it one night a week oh. where you, they just, you're on patrol with them. Oh, that's kind of fun. Look it up. It's somewhere. That's kind of yeah. fun. All right. Well, what I want to talk about, Rugs. Reacher season two finishes with its total eight episodes. Right. And it's kind of a lot in the vein of the beekeeper movie. <laughs> it's not a great show, but I fucking love it. It's there's contrivances, conveniences, fucking implausible shit. And I fucking, I was there for it. <laughs> well, like, look, it was, it was enjoyable uh, it, it'd be more enjoyable if it wasn't like drawn out over all these episodes. Yeah, because it doesn't. It it's not sophisticated enough to to warrant Correct. all these episodes. It's like really a simple story. Yeah. To, the like, like the the mystery of like finding out if his if his old uh, I guess what it, well, his old uh, his old crew the special investigators crew, uh, some guy of his old crew is he if he was crooked if or not was, right yeah if he was really oh. Helping these guys, just, bad guys let me out. Do spoilers. Spoiler alert. If you have not binged the Reacher, definitely do that. Yeah. So basically, well, it's a mystery. Like yeah. he he finds out that somebody that used to be on his crew is up to some shenanigans, and he's investigating what's going on. And yeah. then he, it, it the story's not that complicated, so it doesn't need all these episodes and all this stuff to happen. And it kind of gets bogged down by certain things. But I think the character's good, and these books have been around. Yeah. I feel like. Tom Cruise was interested in it, so you know it had to be good, you know, material. I feel like this is a perfect role for the Alan Rich. It, it uh, well, Alan's fine. Everything's fine. It's just like I feel like the TV show is like not quite the level it needs to be. I feel like that first season was a little bit better. Yes, yeah, I will agree. And we didn't because yeah. it it feels like it's like the beginning of it. It was simpler. And, uh, yes, and I think this one was like overstuffed a little bit. A lot of characters, and um, they 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 got a nice resolution resolution, and it ended well. And he's back to fucking walking the earth like Kane. Yeah, but now he's fucking rich. It's got fucking they out they, they split he's all rich, that money. Biatch. I'm rich. Yeah. So the let's talk about some of the crazy shit in the finale. They do some amazing implausible shit. Uh, example number one: Reacher walks in and gets caught, and he's handcuffed, sitting to a chair, sitting on a chair. And he takes out like five bad guys with guns, all just with headbutts and kicks while his hands are cuffed behind his back. They cannot drop him. For some reason, no. the guy needs him alive because for some reason he needs to know where Neely is. Where I'm like, why? You, why? Just why? shoot him. You have you him there. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good excuse not to kill him. Robert Patrick is, is kind of great in this. And when they're fighting, I'm like, come on. You're fighting Robert Patrick. This is an old man. You can't reach her. You're fucking giant. You can't take him out. Also, a thumbtack in the boot will get you out of handcuffs. Something I learned. So, yeah, a clip of some kind. And then the most amazing shit is this finale where, you know, his buddies have been thrown out of helicopters by Langston. And he tells them, you know what I want? I want to throw you out of a helicopter. First of all, the helicopter takes off. The, the, his two buddies are strapped on gurneys. This giant man, Alan Richardson, who weighs what? Like 280 pounds, leaps like five feet in the air to grab said helicopter. 
and somehow pulls his giant ass body all the way up there. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Okay, but that's not even that bad. He's fighting like there's two guys that are taking turns fighting him. Dixon, Serena Swan, she's strapped to a gurney. She starts to roll out of the helicopter. He grabs her, okay? So now he is hanging out of the back dock of this helicopter, holding on with one arm that has a knife in it, mind you. He's been stabbed <laughs> in the form. There's a knife in his arm. He is holding on to a gurney with an adult female strapped to it in his helicopter. <laughs> out of the place. Like, it's yeah. no problem, right? Yeah. And then Robert Patrick is just like, monologuing instead of I'm like just push the guy just push him he's gonna slide right off he, well he was like hitting him with his he was, he was, he was hit monologuing him. hitting him with his brass knuckles gives Dixon enough time somehow to get free pull the knife out of his arm and kill the other guy and climb up it's amazing <laughs> I was like what the fuck I'm like he's a superhero it's like a Batman thing yeah I, mean, I guess I could buy he would be strong enough to hold that without falling i don't think so but like that's the least of the problems i I, but yeah it was fun it was fun it was it was uh i think for what it is i think the first season was better yeah uh i like the show i want it to be better i want it to ascend to another level because you have every you have all of these the makings of a of like an, an amazing show that could be like like uh prime time stuff but uh, it's kind of like almost there. It just needs a little bit. Needs a better director. It needs a little bit more of a tighter. Yeah, but a little polished writing, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I it was. I love meeting the the special investigators, and it was kind of sad that there's only like four of them left. None of them die, which I also thought was wild. But the others die. But we don't meet them. Killing off the detective Russo character. I don't know if it was necessary. It was a nice death to make them. Anthony, they kill people with like with no thought. They just murder everyone when you're like, shouldn't you like ask him questions? <laughs> Neely takes out a, a fucking missile and shoots down a helicopter. Oh my the guys God. And they let yes, go. That was the other thing. They oh had God. like innocent bystanders, <laughs> a pilot and a and a coder who really didn't have anything to do with it. They let him go. This is completely illegal. And the helicopter takes off and she has a surface to air rocket and just blows him up. And then the bag, the other bad guy that's going to buy the chips is like there. And then all four of them just put holes in them. I think if you like the beekeeper, I think Anthony would enjoy this, this show because it is it sounds exactly, like I would like it. It's in that same vein. It's a big guy fucking shit up some, <laughs> some good action beats and some sexy shit. Like I didn't some sexy I, shit. Yeah. Like Sarinda Swan. I forgot that she played Medusa in that really bad Inhumans show. She's in this, but yeah. she's kind of sexy. Yeah, she's getting up there, but she's still, she's still, I, I, you know, she's still looking pretty good. They bang a couple times. What would you, uh, what would you rate this show overall? On a scale of, I don't think it has sense to be in like in the in the nine or ten area, but I think it's like a safe seven point five. I would say it could be better. There's a lot of room for improvement. Yeah, I would give the first season an eight, and this like a seven, but. It's fun. And like you give it a pass for all the dumb shit they do. Just like, how does he find clothes that fit him at fucking gas stations? That was my question. <laughs> Every time he just there's, there's large clothes at the fucking bodega. Really? I just the way he stands awkwardly is funny to me because yeah. he, he's so huge now. Like he's gotten to the point where like he's on so, so much roids that he just can't even stand like a normal person. I, I, he's giant. I love him in this role, but he's fucking giant. Like his head is huge. Yeah. Like. 
I told you I watched a movie that he was in like like maybe like ten years ago or like something like that, and it, his head's a complete different shape. <laughs> his head changed. It's like not even close. But it'll do to you. So it's good to see the T one thousand kind of be badass. <laughs> no, he's he's old. He's oh oh my god. He's great in peacemaker. But I like Reacher. I like at least Reacher's not like Reacher is not. He's a guy that comes out of retirement, yeah. but like. He's also always been doing this shit. He just like doesn't his only life. His only reason to exist is to find trouble, right? To help people like he's just looking for trouble. That's all he does is he exists to like look for trouble. He like is always on the like, I guess he's just like a like a watchdog yeah. that has nothing else to do. Yeah. So he just like but he's, he's looks for trouble. Yeah, He's wired that way, right? That's just the kind of guy he is. He's always been that way. And now they split up all that money. They each have approximately like seven million dollars and he gave some away. So I don't know how this will, uh, but it's a fucking, it's a fun, guilty pleasure show. Good. Some good action. So, uh, anything else rugs you watch? That's notable. Oh, uh, I don't know. I watched, I, I watched this fucking crazy ass movie on Tubi last night. Yeah. So I, you know, I'll go on Tubi and I'll like flip around and I'll like try and find something weird. I've never seen before. And I see a movie with Christian Bale in it. Okay. And it's called, uh, Royal deceit. Okay. And I'm like, oh, this sounds like a Hamlet type movie, like about it's just like a boy, uh, his his father's usurped by his brother. I'm like, oh, it's Hamlet, all right. So I'm like, let me watch this shit. So it's got fucking Christian Bale, fucking the guy who plays Falcone in Batman, right? Oh, all right. You got Gabriel Byrne, yeah, Helen Mirren. Whoa. And uh, the fucking guy who plays Gollum, I forgot his Brian, name. Andy Serkis, you got Brian Andy Cox, S- Kate Beckinsale, Bri- uh, Brian. Co- I mean, you got all star cast. Wilkinson, yeah, Andy all right? Serkis. I'm like, I-, I gotta watch is this. Is this any good? And Helen Mirren is immediately naked. <laughs> okay, you see her titties. <laughs> and there's a lot of nudity in this movie. There's a lot of naked. For nineteen ninety four, Helen Mirren was she was still old, but it it it's like. They spent zero money on this movie. Like they look like they're wearing like Spirit of Halloween costumes. <laughs> like it's like they're like okay. So like the opening of the movie is like they're all on horseback going hunting, but they don't have like real horses. They have these like miniature horses that they're on. Okay, and I'm like, I'm like, are they fucking really making this movie? Uh-huh. And then at a certain point, okay, so it's Hamlet, the story of Hamlet, like. The brother usurps the it's dad. It's the actual and, Norse legend and, and, that inspired and, Hamlet. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, all, so uh, in order to survive, Hamlet like pretends to be crazy. He pretends he's mad. He remember, but Christian Bale, I guess the director told him to just howl like a wolf and act like an animal. Okay, and he, it's so bad, and uh, it's just a very bad movie starring like like I'm like this is blackmail. This is a blackmail movie, like. It's so bad, but I watched the whole thing, and it, uh, I mean, there's attempts at acting and everything, <laughs> like, it, but it's just like the budget is so bad, and um, I don't know. I just the, I, I I had to. I'm watch watching it. the trailer, watch. and it looks like a made for TV movie. The original title is called Prince of Jutland. Yes. And on the poster here, it says Christian Bale, star of Batman Begins. To get yeah. you to watch the movie, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. So. I watched it. I watched the whole fucking thing. All right. I'm- it's really, really, really low. It's like a 
It's a really low budget ah, movie. It's, just a, it's, a, it's like if Christian Bale and all of these gigantic actors yeah. that are like known for being like Oscar worthy, the worst movie are ever. in this piece of shit. Like, wow. yeah, like low budget movie. Wow. Why? How did this get made? Why did they agree? To do I don't that? know. It's but it, I think I don't know. It's crazy. Somebody had some shit on them. They, they had to like shoot it in like two days. Wow. <laughs> wow. I also checked out True Detective season four. It started the first episode. It's got Jodie Foster. In it. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's kind of like inspired by John Carpenter's The Thing. The right. mystery is there in Alaska and there's a research facility and all the scientists just disappear. Jodie Foster's got to investigate. There's some Lovecraftian shit, maybe ghosts, maybe supernatural. I don't know. But it was a good, good first episode. Come in. I want to know what happens. So uh, I might check yeah, that out. Stop in. You want to know what else that you told me to watch? Yeah. And I actually did was uh, I'm glad I'm dead. The George Carlin AI. Oh, yes. Somebody in the nation wanted you to respond to this. This is a complete. It's a one hour stand up special that is AI created made with to sound like George Carlin is still alive doing topical current jokes. First of all, did you think it sounded like him? No, no, I thought it wasn't bad. I think it had the tone of his voice, but not his cadence. Oops. His cadence is the, the 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 timing and all that stuff was not quite there. And I guess did AI write it? How are the jokes? I don't know. I feel like not quite Carlin, but it's an imitation of Carlin. But I was in, I was impressed with the imitation. Okay, because I felt like it. I felt like maybe a human had to be involved some way. They had to feed it all. Did they feed it Carlin bits and tell it to come up like, with jokes like this? Or they recycled some they, of it? Uh, is it the premise? I mean, they gave him the premise. I, the thing, if, if this AI came up with this all on its own, based off of some transcripts of George Carlin, uh, that that this is a miraculous thing. I think somebody thing. had to prompt at least write a joke about social media in the style of George Carlin, right? And then you just do a bunch of those. R- possibly. But there was, yeah, there was some actual little funny shit in there. Wow. I think it's n- nowhere near anything George Carlin can do. I think I listened to but, the beginning and it's just wild where he's like, oh, I'm dead, by the way, <laughs> but I'm here. I was like, this is fucking weird. I just think that if it's this good now yeah. in like in oh like boy. eight or nine years, oh it's going to be fucking indistinguishable a, or whatever. I mean, I thought the voice was very close because then I played some George Carlin just to compare. And I was like, fuck, that's pretty close. That's fucking pretty close. So it's just going to get better. That's the saying with AI. Today is the worst AI is going to be at, at the present moment. Always. It only gets better really fast. It's scary. It's, it's pretty scary. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for this week. Rugs, where can the listener find you? What's your new Twitter handle? X handle. The rug boy show. How many followers we got? X. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, Nothing. I tweeted it out from our uh, account to listener. I think maybe like 10 or 11 give, or something really like no, I hardly he's got to build it back up give at rug boy show a follow on X or and he's also in the Facebook group that's you know, you know what you're going to need to do you're going to need to start starting you're going to need to get back into arguing with people that's, online that's, that's how you're going to get the followers that's how you get followers just just <laughs> just tweet Heather Antos you won't be blocked uh, anymore I already did yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get uh, Gail Simone uh, I'm being up. nice right now yeah. <laughs> okay Oh, I'm not blocked from her anymore. I can access. Well, all those people that blocked you, you can now bug them again. Yeah, I'm like, fuck you. Remember me? (laughs) Just really? Yeah, I am. Anthony, where can the listeners find you this week? I will be in Austin, Texas for work. So that's where you can find me. It's a fun town. So uh, you Austinite Jock and Nerd fans, 
I don't, I, have, yeah, I don't know. I'm not going to tell you where I am. But no, just I'll go be out somewhere. and look for him. Yes, yeah. just, just just be on the look. Yeah, look for a per, for a person at a, any EDM yeah. friendly uh, establishment. <laughs> Check all the DJ spots, the alleys, the back rooms, any place with bottle service. Yes. Just go there. Anywhere there's hot chicks, just keep an eye out on the street. Yeah, you'll find him. Good luck. <laughs> we'll make it like we'll be sniffing around. We'll make it like a flat Stanley. Like find the jock. You snap a picture without him knowing and send it. You might win a prize. Maybe not. Oh, that would be amazing. Light <laughs> shock. That's it for this week. The most important thing you, can, thing you can do, listener, of course, is to share the show. Text it, tweet it, post it, share it with all your friends who love good, bad action movies. We'd appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Jock and Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time. <laughs> Thing I offered you a chance to be a cop, and you and blew, you blew it. it. I love this movie. Jogging nerd. <laughs>